Good evening, Astounding Love, and everybody else that joins us tonight for the Astounding Love Global Church Fellowship and Training Center's Wednesday night Bible study, <laughs> which is Kingdom 101 Relationships. I am Pastor Lindsay Lee, and it is my honor to be here with you all tonight and to open up the word and let's see, pick up maybe some of where we left off from the preceding weeks and then even open up new um, areas of vision. Uh, having the opportunity to see things from another perspective, pastoral, but different. Um, it's also prophetic. So I'm really excited because you want to know, are you having company? Yes, I do have company. Um, she is a very dear friend. Some of you, if you watch anything like Divinely Designed uh, 21st Century Women, which comes on on Mondays, on the Love and Unity Broadcast Network, as well as here on our Facebook page, or if you ever catch any of our Saturday uh, virtual book clubs, which includes her as well as some other wonderful friends, then you are already familiar with this woman of God. But to know her on a one-to-one -one basis is maybe just going to be a little different for some of you. And so Astounding Love, I'm really excited. She's from New Jersey and she has that edge. Um, it's really fun when it comes out. I've had the opportunity to spend some time with her and her wonderful husband, Ryan. And I count her as a very dear friend. So Astounding Love, uh, More Than Enough Ministries, and all of our friends, please welcome to Kingdom 101 Relationships, the one and only, la, 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 <laughs> Pastor Michelle Hansen. <laughs> if it's not going to be fun, it's not going to be done. We're just not going to do it, okay? And so um, welcome to the pink room, Michelle. I'm <laughs> really glad. Thank you. Here with me today, and um, want to say hi to some of our members that I can already see. So Kimberly is there. She's calling Serena. She's calling Melody, and she calls others. She likes to tag people. So if you also want to, because I also want to say hi to Out of Zion Ministries, right? Because some of your folks um, should also be joining us. So greetings to you from California. We're really East Coast, West Coast tonight. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. Um, why don't you, before we get into the study and, and, and some of the things we're going to talk about, why don't you take a few moments and just introduce yourself to uh, everyone and let them get to know how amazing you are. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, you know, I truly. Uh, go on, keep going. It's me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I truly consider it uh, an honor and a privilege of uh, being uh, with Astounding Love. Um, I, I'm just so excited and I'm thankful uh, for being here with you. Um, as she says, I am Michelle Hansen. Uh, my husband, my uh, super loving husband is Pastor Ryan Hansen. And we, <clears throat> excuse me, together are just getting out the gate, as I like to say it. The Lord has given us Out of Zion Ministry um, back in 2018, I believe it was. Um, and we uh, were ordained as pastors. And so just seeking the Lord on what to do. And just like a lot of people, uh, when the pandemic happened, the Lord shifted a lot of things. And so for us, uh, the Lord really pushed us out the boat. And so he allowed us to actually, uh, he gave us the name, we prayed, and he gave it to us. And so even in the midst of that, we were 
hemming and hawing a little bit, towing, you know, but um, he began to lead us and connect us uh, with different ones and um, by the spirit of the Lord and the leading, um, uh, us having uh, a woman of God that I speak to on a regular basis, uh, Apostle Cindy Allen, and she actually shared a video and I came across uh, the, it was a uh, love and unity at that time they were calling it conference. And it was in, I think Fresno at that time. And so I was watching it as she had shared it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the language. We don't have anybody around here. And I told Ryan. And so we looked um, them up and began to uh, see that they were doing zoom calls and literally um, I got on and um, even back then, when I got on, um, Ryan and I were traveling with uh, two other people to uh, a gathering. And Papa Eddie, who is our spiritual father now, um, he welcomed us on the call. I was driving at the time. And so I'm driving and he was like, we would like you to say something, Michelle Hansen. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what do I do? And so from that point on, like that started the connection. And so that's how we connected with uh, Love and Unity, with California, with Papa Eddie. Um, he's now our spiritual father, our um, uh, apostolic leading. And like, uh, we have met you all and oh my goodness, like there's, there's no going back. There's no trading you all for the world. There's uh, like, this is for life. This is for life. And so we are so thankful for um, meeting you all. And that's how we've uh, come to um, meet you all and get started. And God is uh, leading us as we go. That is so awesome. I know I met you on Zoom. And then we started to chat a little bit here and there. And um, really what I think is kind of fun because we're talking about the gatherings and I'll pause myself. Hello. <laughs> I'm saying hi to Minister Frederick Johnson, to our friend Jenny, uh, to Kim White and to Angela. Hello, Angela. Um, you know, so greetings to everybody. Thanks. And if you have not signed in yet, we're doing roll call. So put your name in so we can say hi. And you can say, oh, my gosh, my name was on TV. Well, anyway. OK, so <laughs> um, we really the bond the connection started happening for me it was about a little little maybe a little less than a year ago when we'd been talking back and forth on the zooms and somebody mentioned christmas and i sparkled and lit up and you said you thought it would be so much fun to do a christian fellowship now remember guys this may just sound like chit chat but it's not because we're talking about kingdom 101 relationships we're talking about kingdom relationships and this is how a relationship was formed. We got the chance to see each other a lot. And, and you learn about people because in the Zoom calls that we're on, she's on more of them than I am right now, but um, there is a lot of interaction, questions, comments, insights. Sometimes it's just plain straight up ministry or you get an opportunity because of those particular Zoom calls, the majority of them our uh, fivefold or ascension gift ministries, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. That's primarily who are on those calls. And there are others I, I know that, that do um, show up, but most of the people are like full-time ministers, even if they work full-time in, in other jobs. And 
it's what we call a safe haven because there's the people that are just like you and you're able to say things in their company that maybe others that you minister to would not understand as well because they understand you're hurting and know how to address it. And much of it is we tell each other, buck up, come on, you're going to come in. But sometimes we have to pray. And and the things that are revealed are not things that you want put on blast. That's why they're never on a Facebook live type of uh, scenario. But anyway, so we're watching uh, back and forth and we're chatting a little bit. Hi, Michelle. You know, that's all I would say. Hi, Michelle. Then Michelle would start to say stuff. And it's like, whoa, yes. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? And it was more of that. And then she and Ryan decided they were going to host, I think it was about four or five of us that showed up all together, but it was a Zoom Christmas carols. Now she didn't mention it, most of them folks can't sing. So, <laughs> but they like to sing. That's my kind of people. They have a lot of joy and they find a lot of notes that I've never seen written in a scale in my life, but they will sing them with glee and bigger and vim and it's fun. It was fun. And that was the point. So I was like, yes, I'm in. I'm in. I'm absolutely coming. And so, uh, there were, like I said, just a, I think there were, what, five of us all together? About yeah, five. About five of us. We, we hope to grow it to at least six. <laughs> Will we do it again? But it was hilarious. And it was so much fun. And through that fellowship and seeing how there was no disappointment other than, darn, you guys really missed a good time. But there was there was no bitterness. There was none of this. And I thought, this is somebody I like and want to have in my life because I also sense that edge. That means if my uh, stuff is out of out of order, she's going to be one that will come to me in love, but straight up and say, hey, you know, you need to get this and so together. And so that was kind of the thing that that really started to co to connect for us. And we didn't meet face to face until June. When did we meet face to face? June? Yes. June. That, that first convergence um, that we went to um, in Pomona. Uh, yes. Okay. So California. So having said that though, you, we've been around each other. Um, I haven't, I've had opportunity to hear you minister and you, you always bring really great insights. And of course, because we're co-hosts, on uh, Divinely Designed, 21st Century Women's Monday Night Program, uh, there's a lot of things that you say and, and, and you know provide input that I think is just tremendous. But now we're talking kingdom. And so as we, you know, you know me, we talk, I talk kingdom all the time, but it's not so much just talking as it is how do we live it? And so I wonder, have you looked at some of the notes or were there any comments or thoughts that you've had from, from anything that you want to bring up? Let's let's do that. And you all that are watching, if you have questions, then please feel free to go ahead and put them down or comments and so forth, and we'll bring them forward. So what you got? What I found amazing, even from uh, your broadcast last week, um, and this is part of what drew me even to the love and unity uh, group and bunch because uh, sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, there's uh, there, there's things that Holy Spirit is talking to us about and giving us language to, and it's like, okay, I, I don't know a lot about that or I'm trying to find out about that. And so coming across you all, it allowed me to begin to learn even more or give language to that. So even with your broadcast last week, 
um, in me listening to it. And as I told you personally, I went back again and again to make sure I listened to even the parts. Um, uh, but that part, the parts you talked about sound, that always resonates with me. And I love um, the the teaching um, you talked about and literally dealing with um, what I love mostly. And I'm going to uh, quote what you said. Um, it was something you were reading and you said, sound can cancel uh, unwanted noise. And so literally I'm like, wow, like there's a lot of noise going on more than there is sound happening in the earth. So literally those vibrations, those things that we say, it literally cancels out the noise. And um, you spoke about even your music. And so that's what I loved about even last week's teaching because I was like, it resonates within me because uh, that's how I am. I, I love to play uh, certain um, worship music, soaking music, and just allow it to play. I'm all about it playing even in our home, whether scriptures or the music, keeping um, a spirit-filled atmosphere in our homes, making it conducive. So if Holy Spirit wants to move, he has freedom. He has reign. So literally, even with uh, speaking about uh, kingdom, uh, that learning that area of sound and learning the area of what we say and what we hear and what we speak, it makes a difference. So for me, it was that in your teaching, especially last week, that really resonated with me and had me go back and look again because it it's a whole spectrum we understand. It's about speaking and language and knowing what we say, the power of our words, the power of what we say and speaking things. Um, coming to an understanding of now, um, and even in your notes, there was something on, and I do have a copy, if you don't mind me just uh, reading it, <laughs> of the one I did print out, um, quotes you put from, um, if I'm allowed, from Quantum Faith. That's what, um, and this quote was, your words are energy and they affect the matter in your life. When you speak the words, this is the, uh, when you speak the words, this is the worst car I have ever had. You stupid piece of junk. Those words are vibrations of energy that affect the atoms that make up that car. If you speak those words long enough, your car will obey you. So literally the vibrations, the sound, what we speak, we learned after so many years, even growing up, we used to hear people say, oh, you're so bad to little children. And then when they're, you know, going buck wild and acting all kinds of uh, evil ways, we're wondering where, where did they get that from? They got that way because you said it about them and you said it long enough that it manifested. So in that this is this is what's resonating with me the, you know the sound the vibration and the words we speak out of our mouths that's awesome so we'll go ahead and pray and what i was doing while you were talking is i held up the book uh, which is uh, no here it is again it's just a tiny little 99 cent book and it's called quantum faith and it's written by annette caps i i know it's backwards um but uh you can get it on not to see it straight yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. You can get it on Amazon. Um, I recommended it and I think I bought up 
like 10, 12, 20 copies of the thing at the time that I bought it. And I was just giving them away because there's so many, um, what you read, um, one of those, those, are those quotes that are out of there. And I remember uh, as, as well, uh, being formed and shaped by the words of other people, which I think is what we're going to talk about when we hit relationships. Do me a favor. You open this up. It will not open, but continue this part. Open in prayer and then um, we'll dive in. God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for who you are, for you are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You are the God of gods, and we magnify, we lift you high, oh God, for truly there is no one like you, God. Your name be hallowed in all the earth, God. It is our desire to make your name great. So we lift you high tonight, oh God. We ask you now by your spirit that you would move in the midst of every one of us, God, those who are watching now, joining with us, those who would uh, even consider watching the replay, God. We ask you to show yourself, make yourself known to every individual and any questions, God, that they may have. We thank you that you are answering by the spirit of the Lord. We thank you that you are attending, God, because you already know what we have need of before we even ask. So we thank you that you are the only true and living God who knows knows about us, who cares about us, who will respond to our call for you told us to call unto you and you will answer us, oh God. So we are calling and asking you to reveal yourself, show yourself strong in the midst of us, God. We will continue to exalt you, to magnify you, oh God. And even as we begin, oh God, to dive deeper into your word and to talk about you and what it means to speak your word, to speak, oh God, and having things manifest. We thank you, oh God, that we will learn, God, for we are gaining knowledge of you and growing in you every day. And we thank you that you are giving us this privilege. God, continue to touch, God, bless and move in the midst of astounding love and out of Zion and every other individual and ministries, oh God, that we are connected to. Thank you, oh God, for love and unity. God, thank you for all of these, oh God, we'll bless you and honor you. And thank you, oh God, for moving in the midst of us this night, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we do ask. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. If you didn't get saved, you will. <laughs> okay. You know, one of the things um, and the, I was talking about, as you said, wondering how a child became something, a product of words. People talk about, well, the child is a product of their environment. It's like it, the environment is comprised of words. It is, yes, the things that you see being done, but it's the words that reinforce the behavior. And I've mentioned a time or two that when I was growing up in child, uh, from childhood, because of the, the type of shape, my body shape, um, I was bigger in in uh, uh, girth, I guess you could say, than my cousins. Everybody was those little skinny kids. I was not. Um, I had a different shape, and um, but they would describe me in comparison. Now, see, it was in comparison to the others, so I was always described as the fat one, but I really wasn't. And when I looked at the pictures of myself, that's not what it was. What it was was a a, a young girl that, whose body was this was the way it was going to develop, and so 
Uh, but because even it's ironic too, because I was taller, <laughs> I was taller than everybody. I'm not a bit more taller than most of my cousins. You know, uh, the average height I think seems to be amongst the women, at least on my dad's side, is about five five. I'm five three. So it was one of those things where. But they kept saying it. Lanzine sure is this. And even in school, she may be, you know, she's she's this, she's this. And so the word fat, the word overweight, and overweight wasn't used. Not where I was growing up. It was fat. And, uh, you know, they, who cared about politics? And what are they trying to be correct? You're fat. That's what they said. That's what the way it was. Right. But it wasn't true. It was only that in comparison to the rest of them, I looked bigger. And when they grew up, they got, you know, to be about the same size and, and all that. But it was at a later age. My point is, is that the words continue to be going into my ear. And because the words went into my ear, ultimately, I started to believe them. There was nobody refuting it. No one said, no, that's not true. There wasn't an adult that interjected a comment saying, you know, leave her alone or that is not so. In fact, it was a fear that my even my grandmother on my mom's side had because she had grown up and the word she used back in those days was stout. Well, that's ugly. So you know, it was like, yes, I used to be stout, which made me think of something short and round, you know, and so or or uh, a drink, you know, an alcoholic beverage. But I became I had to work at it. I had to get it into my thinking. I had to tell it to myself. I had to say it to myself and ultimately succeeded, if you want to call that success, in becoming what I was told, what they said that I was. And so it's that same type of experiment that you use. There's a lot of scientific experiments that talk about the frequency of words. Each word actually has a frequency in and of itself and within the meaning of it. So everything we understand vibrates, everything. We do, our chairs do, our pencils do, our cups, books, Everything has a vibration. Uh, and we were talking about frequency last week. So we were talking about the waves, waves of sound and how they there can be a clash of those waves. But there's a bowing as well. There is a, a uh, obedience to one. One has to submit to the other. And so the highest wave frequency sound that you're ever going to hear is whatever God has said. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, which in and of itself is telling you that the creator possessor of the heavens and the earth has absolute dominion over his own words because he himself brings them to pass. But because he gave dominion to us, and that's what we have when we look at the what we call the dominion mandate or any of those things, be uh, fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and so forth, we have the man, humanity has the highest degree of, um, of vibratory words or, or dominion power in the earth. Now, the, the higher one, you could say all men, mankind, uh, humanity, whatever word people want to use, it comprises men and women. Uh, it's the species that they want, to, to put it that way. We are, were meant to have dominion. That's what the Bible says. Uh, Psalm 8 says, what is man? That you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him. You made him a little lower than Elohim. Yes. You made yes. him lower than you, but at the same time, you made him of the essence of you. And and the other part of that that we've got to get in order to really start to understand. Otherwise, we just do quantum physics. We do quantum without God. And it's never without God because without God, it is not so. 
And and as you know, as you read in the scriptures, these were the word that Jesus didn't speak that because they didn't talk about quantum or, uh, you know, uh, atoms and so forth and so on, at least not in the languages that we understand. And yet they, the Bible talks about the why, the wisdom of Daniel, the Chaldeans, their ability to interpret what was written in the stars, not from astrology, but an understanding because the, the Bible said in Genesis that God made, put the stars and, the, and, and so forth in the heavens for the signs, for the times and for the understanding. That's what it was there for. And so they had, be, uh, without all of the distractions of, of, of the type of life we live in 21st century, they, it was to them, it was given to know, they delved into mysteries of what we, what was referred to as mysteries of the universe. Yes. But it really wasn't mysteries of the universe. It was the mystery of God. It was always to understand the things of creation. How does this work? How is it possible that this invisible force, which is God, could create outer space? But it's like, but remember, he hovered over the face of the earth. He was already in outer space. So he's out of this world. And yet, you know, the, he's not because it's actually in him. It's not outside of him. And so, I mean, which gets really deep and we can go there another day because I love going there, but let's, let's stay with what you're talking about. So now you, you've put all those factors together. We're talking about the relationship. The intention of God was always about relationship of a father with his sons. Let us make man, let us, let's, let, uh, let us, let us create of ourselves and, and reproduce uh, and replicate something that has the dominion that the angels do not have. That's why it's not you made him a little lower than angels. So people want to try to put that there. No, he did not make you lower than the servants. He said that they were there to serve the, the, the ones that would be inheriting his kingdom. So no, that's not, that is not true. However, I can understand why people would say that because even when you speak of angels, you're already always talking about a supernatural, superhuman kind of work. And because that's the case, then man tends to, mankind, uh, creation, tends to think of ourselves as being less than. And that's an ignorance of our identity and where we come from. I said all that to say, what is the spirit that you have made that you call man? That's actually what the question was. What is man that you are mindful of? And what is the spirit being that you call man that you put in a physical house? Um, that you, what, what is, what? What is the connection? What is the, and really what they were asking is what is the degree of sonship that you have developed or set aside for man that you have not given to any other part of your creation? Okay, now I, I, Apostle Robin's not here and, and so forth, but I mean, I, 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 you know, I, it's, it's the track of when you look at the heart of the father. All that to say, so when he said, be fruitful and multiply, have dominion over the birds of the, and, and so forth. And remember, he didn't say have dominion again after the fall. He only told them to replenish the earth and do all these things because dominion was not there. You are not vibrating at the frequency of heaven because there is an absence of the spirit of heaven that you have need of in order to be a reflection of him. And that's what the fall was, the, the vibratory, the frequency of dominion 
of the of the mandate of God was gone from us. And that's how man became subject to the sounds, to the to the waves, to the influences of alien spirits, meaning that they were alien from the commonwealth of heaven. They have no access to the things of God as once upon a time before they were thrown out of heaven. They don't have that same influence and they're not empowered the same way. They don't have, uh, the, you see, it's so funny to me because the Bible says a third of the angels fell. All right. But it doesn't say that God stopped creating angels. Because the scripture says there's an innumerable company of angels, but there's a limitation to the demonic side. There's only a third of whatever number there was in eternity at that given time. But because it's eternity, it's eternal life. And so the life of God. And so there's life is always springing up around God. No matter where he is, something comes to life. Something comes from him because he's the giver of life. This is the quality of who he is. And it is at that level that we have the ability to create sound that is going to give life to something, whether it be of God or whether we allow ourselves to be duped into saying things from a different way. Am I making sense? Yes, absolutely. And what I believe what happens is as we've been going back and um, talking, even in love and unity and often identity, 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 a lot of times we're not getting it because we don't know who we are and we don't know where we're seated. So literally, again, as we hear it blaring in the scripture, uh, Ephesians 2, 6, um, just a portion of scripture that says, and he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So literally, what we're speaking and, and what, what we're resonating, we're supposed to be seated in him so that yes. frequency should not be uh, something strange for us because where we're seated. And so literally because we're not understanding who we are, we're not understanding where we're posi positioned. We don't understand that we can uh, match his frequency because we're in him anyway. Right. So we have to literally understand where we are as a people in, in, in the body. We're his body. We're in him. So all this stuff, and I remember, and you know, just speaking of a lot of stuff that that we we've learned and come to light about, you know, even spiritual warfare and doing, you know, taught doing warfare in the second heaven. No, that's not where we are. And so, literally, a lot of stuff happened, and we, you know, a lot of times we were getting whooped up <laughs> because we were fighting in a realm that was not destined for us to be in. We were never supposed to be there. We're seated no, in Christ Jesus. It's below us. It's underneath us. And so we're supposed to be speaking those words, those vibrations. We're supposed yes. to be saying and making those sounds go forth and everything, even as um, Pastor Lanzi said to those of you watching, everything vibrates with the sound so your words are supposed to go forth and it will resonate to whatever it you're speaking to and when it goes into the earth it has to obey it has to obey so when you speak it has to go forth and obey what you say 
So we wonder a lot of times, well, how come this is happening? Oh, I feel so sick. Or even the most famous, that child is getting on my last nerve. Or that person is getting on my last nerve. Oh, you only have one left? So it's like, okay, when those things happen and then you start feeling a certain way and, and we're quick to blame the devil and the enemy is probably sitting there like, I didn't do this one. Like, this wasn't me. And so literally it's because we're the ones who have spoken against our own bodies or against um, other people. Um, if I can say, I know <laughs> he'll say something. I, I, I spoke something concerning um something good um concerning pastor ryan and he said no i don't want that i said oh take that back i said oh no because your wife is praying for the good to happen i said you're not allowed to say the opposite and we laughed about it but i'm i'm so serious i'm like look whether it be you know talking about good promotion you name it we speak it it's got to come to pass. And so we, I'm, I'm speaking those things in the earth. So uh, I, I'm speaking so those things could hear my words by the spirit of the Lord in Jesus name and it answered correctly. So literally we have to actually go back and, and if you got to repent, say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I repent for, for what I said, um, for what I've done, you know, spoke and I shouldn't have spoke it. God forgive me. I take it back. You reverse all those words, but make sure you do it because then what happens is, as we know, the enemy has legal right to now come in and, and accuse you and say, well, she said it. And you said, if they say it, they got to have what they say. So now when he comes in, it starts to do what you said. And I love the scripture in Daniel. You spoke about Daniel, but when he was praying and uh, Gabriel came, uh, he said, I am now come for your words. He came in response to the words. Of course, they were the words of the Lord, but he spoke according to what the spirit of the Lord had him praying and what he had him saying. So literally it resonated that frequency matched the frequency of heaven and the angel was released to come and answer and answer. And we understand what happened. We know in chapter 10, um, when, uh, he was, um, blocked by the Prince of Persia and, you know, but the point is he spoke the word and the angel had to come in response to the word because God said he has to perform his word. He can't, he can't lie. He has to perform it. So we just have to be reminded where we're seated, who we're seated in, and we can speak the words of God because they are his words. That's perfect. One of the things um, we're having to mute in between, they were saying that we're having, um, distortion is probably both of our mics open. So we'll try. And thank you all, Jenny and Carlita, for letting us know. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, when it's your words, the reinforcing of words, it, it's more to it than just, oh, oops, I said that I, I got to stop. It's the fact that you've thought about it. 
It's the fact that you meditated on it. The Bible tells us in Philippians to whatsoever things are lovely of good, of good report, you know, the excellence of God. Think on those things. And the reason is because those are what are going to come out of your mouth. We actually did a, a, do a discipleship Bible study on Wednesday mornings. And so we were looking at some of these very things today. And we went back over to Proverbs 18, uh, verse 21. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. We, I, a lot of times when we quote it, we say life and death. But it really says death and life because um, the first thing that most people have a propensity to speak is death. Why? Because you meditate on it all day. Because in the futility of our mind, we don't live as spirit. We don't live according to identity. You know, you're, people wander around. I remember in different eras of time, they're like, well, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to find myself. No, you're not. You, you're coming in line with an idea that you will actually, you're lost. The only one that can find you is the one that saved you. And so you're not going to find yourself. You're going to go from one end to the other in a restlessness, being driven by a spirit that doesn't want you to rest because you're found in him. It's all in him. And so when we talk about him in us, it's like, yes, and we are in him. And it's we get our sound from him. We get our understanding from him and we are, to, are meant and in the kingdom of God. You only have one source for thoughts and it's him. You only have one source for words and it's him. You only have one source for truth and it's him. But if you give yourself the option, which we do with the words that we play with in our minds, we entertain possibilities of something other than God. And what happens is eventually your curiosity starts to hit to a place. This is the very same temptation that you see in the garden. Did God really say, you know, because I'm going to give you words that I, that God did not say. And if we, you know, you think, well, what would my response be? Well, good response to that. If, the, if I'm asked the question, did God really say that? Is say, well, one thing I know is he didn't say this. One thing I know, God did not raise me to doubt him, but he did raise me to question. And the answer that I can find to, to uh, the way that I find the answer to what he said is to go to what he said and to read what he said, you know, because whatever he said is in here. And even if I'm hearing from the spirit, if I'm hearing in prayer time, if I'm hearing because somebody else is ministering, you should be able to find the not just the not just a, a, a sentence that kind of lines up. No, you find the whole principle, the entire pattern of who he is in that word. And so when I look, one of the, I think this was the little note that I have. It's a half sheet of paper. And it says intentional superhuman living. It's also in the other notes, of course. And so my question was, what is my relationship with God as it pertains to having, receiving and walking in his love for me? Now, love is the frequent. We see. Let me say it this way. Think about this. We are tuned. Are, are, we're brought into any sound person out there knows what we're talking or if you have a radio dial or anything and you try to turn dials in order to get the clearest sound. They just had that sound issue with us. And so we had to make some adjustments. But where do we get our fine tuning? It comes from everything that is God. So we get the happy, 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 happy vibration 
but the frequency of joy only comes from heaven. The frequency of love brings healing to you and begins to center within ourselves the ability to bypass fear or to put it in its place, and which is underneath our feet. Because when you vibrate with God's love, the waves of love, I'll just use the word waves because frequency is used so much. Let, let me just keep saying sound waves. The spiritual sound waves of love do not come from earth. There's, oh, I love him. So my friend Angela is on. In fact, in the, there was a song, Angela Love, oh boy, I love you so. Never, never, never going to let you go. She just, woo, she had to hear that song. Yes, I remember. And, um, and those words were all from the earth. I love you. I, I, I can't live without you. You're just my everything and all this. Those words typically came from an earthen vessel on an earthly, sensual, devilish level. And you vibrated according to the mood swings of the person that you were involved with or your mood swings. You know, I like you today because you did stuff for me today. I'm not so pleased with you because of this or that or because it's that time of the month or whatever it is that was going on. But the frequency, the waves of love that come from above, they're actually their spirit and they work in our spirit. And so as our spirit gets into tune with the love of God, meaning I receive him, I receive this truth. I see love and I use the frequency, if you will, the, the wave known as truth to it matches the sound of Jesus loves me. The frequency of joy or the wave of joy starts to come in and it also starts to hum along with it. And so all of these things are making the sounds of heaven. When people talk about, oh, there's new sounds and I listen to worship leaders, there's a new sound coming from heaven. Well, it has to be the sound of the father's love. Any musical notes you get, any, any kind of chord structures, any kind of any of that stuff. And I'm a musician, so I get it. But let me tell you something. If it's not, if it's not coming through the love of God, because that's going to be, these are the sounds that the earth cannot reproduce. It can only receive. These are the things Janice and Jambres, those, those magicians that worked for the Pharaoh could not reproduce this. They could reproduce anything that was already going on in the earth, but what, especially if it came from, they were using dark sources, but what they could not do was pull from the light and be able to replicate anything that comes specifically as a part of who God is. And that's what we are as spirit. We are his. And so when we allow the sound of his heart and the sounds that come, the, the, the waves of his love, the waves of his truth, the waves of his joy, the waves of his mercy, the waves of his forgiveness, the waves of his salvation, all of these different sounds all start to rotate and to move within us and the cycles begin and they, it, every time it, it rotates, it's new. It's never stale. And even in what you're saying, um, so what I'd like to say even to those out there um, and what's important in those sound waves uh, is that even those around you, 
those that, um, whether family, friends, coworkers, you have to be so careful of even what sound waves they are causing to emanate around you. So you have to be extremely careful. I say, especially when it comes to family and friends, because sometimes like with um, coworkers, you're in the workplace, uh, some places, or you're out in the grocery store, some places you may not necessarily be able to directly control. But in your home, with your family, with your friends, you have an ability to actually control that. It makes me think of um, uh, Mark chapter five, when, um, however you pronounce it, Jairus, Jairus, what, whatever you, however you feel today and want to call his name. <laughs> but when he wanted Jesus to come, because um, first his daughter was sick, but then he got the word that she had died. He came to the house with Peter, James, and John. And it says, and this, before I even knew about uh, sound and uh, sound waves, and I noticed the difference in certain translations. It says when he came in there, that they were, there was a commotion. In certain translations, it says they were making noise. And Jesus said, what is all the noise for? She's not dead. She's sleeping. And so literally, they the Bible talks about them laughing him, laughing him to scorn. And so basically, he put all of them out. And I say that to you, not to be rude to your family, but sometimes... You have to silence the noise, put them out and not allow those sound waves to resonate in your home. Things that are being spoken, don't allow those type of sound waves. She talked about love, compassion, what that, that type of sound wave Jesus walked in. And so literally he had to put them out so he could actually function and flow in the sound wave that was normal for him. He couldn't have that opposition um, flowing in that atmosphere. So literally we know the story after he put them out, then he took her hand, told her to arise and she got up and he told them to feed her. But the thing is that point of putting out the noisemakers and if we can just get a little prophetic with that, you've got to get rid of the noisemakers. They've got to go. Those that are in your life, they're always uh, speaking the negative. They, you know, they always see the cup half empty. They always say, well, if I were you, I would, you are not me. God bless you. I love you. But I'm going with the spirit of the Lord on this. I've got to hear his sound wave. I hear him speaking and I've got to be able to um, move and flow according, just like Jesus said, I only do what my father does. I only say what I hear my father say. So we have to be the same way. So if there are noisemakers, put them out. Say, I'm sorry, you got to go. <laughs> whatever they're saying in your life that does not match the sounds of heaven, whatever they're saying that it does not line up or resonate with that same sound, 
You've got to put them out, put it away from you. Because uh, Romans 8, 19, we know creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And so literally they're waiting for us to be able to speak those certain sounds back into it that they knew from creation's beginning. Are there sons that match what was spoken at the beginning of time when he said, let there be? Are there sons that will speak and tell it to be still, to tell the, 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 the noise of, of tornadoes and hurricanes and things of that nature? Are we speaking and allowing his voice to resound through? Does he have control of your vocal cords so that your vocal cords can speak? like he spoke and command the winds and the waves to silence. Every time they announce, I, this is just me, but every time I see, um, I, I have the tracker on my phone, storm trackers and things of that nature. So whenever a new hurricane pops up and it'll say, um, the last one, I, it was a woman's name that began with an R and it said, um, uh, it, it's increased and it's become a category this or a cat. I'm like, shut up. I command you to decrease. I command those winds to spin the opposite and break apart. You silence yourself in the name of Jesus. You will not. We literally have to get back to that point. I, 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 Jesus sees us before the fall and Adam spoke to the animals. Why are we afraid to, I'm telling you, this is what I do. I, sometimes I make people laugh because the deers run out sometimes a lot where I live. And I'm like, stay in those woods. No, you don't. Don't come out here. The woods. And I literally talk to the deers and tell them to stay put. You're not going to cause damage to people or cause them to run into a tree. No, literally, let's get back to the speaking, those sounds and speaking what 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 those waves are and commanding creation to come back into alignment because that's the dominion he's given us and we need to walk in it that's the frequency of dominion you see but all of these other things but it, the power of dominion works best from the, a spirit that is obedient and the first place, what you said, I agree with 100%. That is awesome. And yeah, I talk to animals too. Get out of that street. Go back home, little stray dogs. Get your behind home. You know, it's like, you know, and don't die. <laughs> it's like, you know, I do that. So yeah, I knew, I knew we were related. But um, the other thing is, as you're saying, silence the noise. The greatest place you're going to have to do that is within. Because the grit, I mean, think about it. Seriously, the noise, the biggest noise you have is the negative thinking. It's all of the, we're not going to make it. If I, I don't, I don't, and we play religious stuff too. We go, well, you know, if it would be God's will, then it'd be okay. That means that you're not even going to exercise faith. Even if it is God's will, your if is putting it on hold. It put it in, in, in stasis is it, 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 uh, frozen really because you are not, you're not even hot about it. If you want it, then act like you want it. Say that you want it. Why, you know, because but you're but you have a fear. What is the fear? Being wrong and being disappointed. I don't even want to bother to put myself out there. Uh, you know, I, I, with nobody telling you to put yourself on a dating uh, 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 site. You know, that's not what this is. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to put myself out there. It's like, well, if you're in Him, you're only going to say. Remember, Jesus said, "Follow me." 
if I'm afraid to speak for God, then you can be afraid to speak for him. But since I'm not, then you shouldn't be because follow me. What, like I told you, you, I do what I see my father do. He said, you do what you see me do. And so you say what you hear me say. And the, that's the thing. It's like, here we are. We have the father's heart that leads us. It has created the pattern and the path for us to follow. We have the son that we walk with all the time. And we have the spirit who is our enabler, who is our interpreter, who is our comforter, who is everything that we have need of. And that's that's the unity of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That is to be in unity with our spirit. Spirit to spirit is, is the primary conversation, which allows our spirit to talk to our minds, our will, and our emotions, and tells the body this is the way it's going to be, because the body's going to obey whichever one it wants. It's just so used to getting its way with the, with the uh, uh, soul that it, it finds that the spirit, our spirit man, is like the, the, the stricter parent, it seems like. And it's like, no, you actually just don't get a vote. It isn't even about being a stricter parent. This is not a democratic thing. This whole spirit, soul, and body is not a democracy. It is a theocracy. If my Since my body is owned as and, and is occupied by the spirit of the living God, my body is supposed to obey. My my mind, my will and emotions are to come into alignment. I'm sure that was taught on Zoom. I wasn't on it this morning. I haven't heard it yet, but but I'm but still I know that if you're going to align yourself with God, there's only He's He is the source of our obedience. He's the source of the things that we are to do. And I know, I mean, haven't you been around somebody, Michelle? Or I say pastor here, but you're ministering to them, they won't take it. They are so fractious. They are so filled with fear or so filled with pain or so filled with shame or whatever it happens to be that it really, it must be the spirit of the Lord that ministers to them because there's so much noise going on, on the inside of their minds. Uh, this isn't paid. This hasn't happened. This is, a, I don't know about this. I don't know what to do. I feel panic. Panic is, it, you know, when an accident almost happens or something like that. And your, all of your adrenaline just starts to rush. You have the fight or flight kind of thing going on. Well, that's when those are winds and waves. And the frequency of peace will tell it to be still. But it can't be peace as the world gives. He said, the peace that I give to you will cause those, those oceans and those those. Those all of those different dynamics and the whirlwinds of your mind, it will cause those things to be still. It will stop the storm. And this is where you practice your walking on water. This is where you practice within your internal self. You practice, we practice, or I'll say it another way. We tune the fine tune, get our frequencies fine tuned, get our waves in conjunction with what it is that he's saying. When is the last time you spoke peace to yourself? When is the last time that you spoke joy to yourself? Or when is the first time? It may not be, you know, oh, I just did it yesterday or last week, or I've never done it. So it might be that this will be your first time to go back to what Michelle was saying, Pastor Michelle was saying before, because you were reading about how we speak to a car, we speak to matter, because all these things are matter. And you're speaking to it to cause it to, shift to change see in the world in the in the, a lot of the the comics or the the gothic kind of things they're talking about shapeshifters right all right let's just this is october and and it's the month of october some people call october 31st by another name it's a harvest season but but 
this is a, a time when people are very much into uh, uh, werewolves and, and all of these different arcane type of stories. And one of the most popular these days is, oh, this one is a shape shifter, meaning that they can move from one type of look into another. They can they can morph into something. But what you and I have to understand is that the words that we speak will shift matter, will cause things to move from from the even the low level super what they call supernatural, but your superhuman identity being a living spirit that carries the life of God. That's the ability we have to speak truth. You see, it's not magic. It's not super powers like the earth, like the, like the, uh, the Hollywood or the, the comic world. It's not like that. Your power is in the truth of what God has said. Our power, which is authority as well as dunamis, it is both the exousia and the um, dunamis. It's power and authority. Your power comes from your authority. Others use power without authority. They used it illegally. But identity in him and, and identifying with him and living from him, from spirit within him, letting him do it. That's what that's what changes stuff. And I think for me, that's why I really, I, I get such a, this is one of my favorite conversations tonight, you know, because this is what I, 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 I delve into this stuff more and more because the understanding has started to come. It's like, you don't know what power you have. I'll, I'll tell you a story real quick. When I was, uh, one day, probably about six months ago, maybe, but it was in, within the last year. I was in the parking lot of the big, uh, the big blue store, and um, and I was sitting in my car, and there was somebody playing music in my area. In my, I, I, as far as I was concerned, I was there first. I parked there first, and I came out, and he's got this music, and it's going, and it's blaring, and I don't like what it's saying, and so I told it to be quiet, and so you know, then I started doing the singing in tongues. I mean, I was singing. I, I don't mean just singing like, um, not that slow stuff. I was making rhythms. I was having fun doing little, um, little kind of riffs and sounds and and scats and all the stuff. And I was doing all of it in tongues. So it was just say, hey ha, coming on today. And I was acting like I'm, <laughs> I was just doing all the stuff. And uh, I started doing that. And the car, and I had my window down. And the car next to me, he turned his music up. So when he did, I just went, hey, hey. I mean, I was just at it. I was like, oh, this is a war. You lost before we even started. Since you decided to declare war, I'll declare your, that you, uh, your uh, defeat before we start. And so I kept singing. The car backed up out of the spot because the music went down. The car backed up out of the spot. And then he moved over to the parking lot, like the, the next uh, lane over behind me. And the music is still playing. And I just kept singing because now I'm really having, I, I wasn't doing it. I really did it because the spirit of the Lord stirred in me to do it. It wasn't something that I personally even thought about. So it was not, oh yeah, I know what I'm going to do. That wasn't there. But I started realizing what was going on. And I was saying, no, this atmosphere, this parking lot, what you're releasing is to try to get somebody kidnapped or hurt tonight. That will not be happening here. Because as far as I'm concerned, this is my town. You see, it's not yours. It's my town. And so 
that happened and the car just drove off and all of a sudden there was silence and I started to worship. Now, you know, people were walking by looking at me, but I looked like I was just singing a song. I was singing a song, but what was the song? I did not pray in those days, you know, to interpret, but I did know that the basis of it was that wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and, and so forth. So what I'm saying is I can change the atmosphere when I make it mine and you bring your stuff into my atmosphere. I'll tell you whether it can stay or go. And if I don't, then yes, that is when stuff starts to go. Oh, and we've talked about that because I've experienced that a failure to release the sound of faith, the failure to release the word of the Lord in any given situation allows things to take place that should not be. But when you decide, you know what, that's enough of this. We're going to get all of them out of here. It has to go because you will. It's but not from flesh. It's never, ever from flesh. We're spirit. Go ahead, Sweet. And you started even in that with us um, talking about uh, we're spirit, but you started talking about the mind because that's where it begins even for us. And you talked about Philippians 4, 8. So literally we're at that point where we have to speak to our minds silence those outside waves that are trying to come in and bombard our minds to get us to one. If we think about it, what usually happens is we'll utter it. And so literally that's why, again, renewing the mind, Romans 12 telling us, and then Philippians 4, 8, as I said, what she quoted, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, lovely, of good report. Those are the things we're supposed to be thinking on. So if we're thinking on those things, what we begin to cause to come out of our mouths, what we cause to re re resonate within us, because um, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. So literally what you give credence to and allow to hit your mind. I, he doesn't have place. He's not allowed. So when those thoughts try to come in, no, I silence it. No, this illegal territory, my body is not for you and your thoughts. You do not have a right to bombard my mind for me to accept the wrong address. I sent no, this is not for me. This is not, you're not making, you know, you're not dwelling here. So literally speaking that back so that, and this is a, a lot of times we, you know, we're learning to take dominion and we talk about taking dominion and taking cities, but we haven't even taken ourselves. We haven't taken dominion over us, but we're trying to take it over cities, over regions, over states, nations, and literally we're all over the place ourselves. So we have to, once we have us in check, <laughs> when we're um, uh, in dominion ourselves and have it correct, then we will be better uh, for others, those around us. We will function better and be able to take the, um, those areas. But we have to, again, back to identity. We have to know who we are. And when the enemy tries to come in and starts throwing those thoughts, no, I, um, you know, and, and we, we talked about before, um, you, you said earlier, did God say, 
what did you say? Well, he didn't say that. So I am not receiving that. So literally, this is what he said in his word and he's still speaking. I'm going with what he said and what he continues to speak. Anything opposite of his word, if you have any thoughts, anything spoken that is contrary to the word of God, God didn't say it. That is not a sound wave that you can, uh, don't allow it to resonate with you. If it's opposite of his word, he didn't say it. He will never say anything that's contrary to his word. So we have to come to a place again where we're speaking the word and allowing it to resonate within us and hearing the waves of the word of God. And actually in some of us, if you need to, you know, that's why I even play it. We got today, we got Bible apps that will read to you that will, you know, um, you could hear it and just let it play those waves going in you going in, you know, in your home and just letting it play. That's that sound wave. Those are the waves we need to um, constantly allow to go into us. And this is how we begin one, as I said, just a short, uh, short time ago, taking dominion, first of all, of ourselves, of our bodies, of, you know, our lives. Once we do that with us, then we can then take dominion of areas outside of us. Hey, your way of saying, my way of saying the exact same thing, the expression I use is you have the grace to overcome. Use it. The grace to overcome the, the according to Hebrews chapter 12, the things, the sins, the, the struggles that you've had. You have the grace. The, the pastor has just preached it. I don't, I'm not going to, I just added that little sentence. That's, a, that's another way, but I'm astounding love. Y'all heard you hear it, you hear it, you hear it. And you hear, this is the sound of the spirit of the Lord. This is his voice. Uh, the scriptures, uh, we're going to close it. We, we managed to get past an hour too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's on East Coast time. So she's doing very well. You're hanging in there, sister. Um, the scripture that we would say, one of them um, is uh, Matthew 12, when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees or the Sadducees, he's a brood of vipers. How can you be an evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's Matthew 12, 34. But the one I want to end us with is coming out of Luke chapter six. And that's the scripture where Jesus told us in verse 43, I'm reading 43 through 45. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. So all of this, uh, you know, missionary dating and all this other kind of stuff you do in that your job. Uh, yep, that's just an interference in somebody's life, but I'm going to say it. Stop thinking that you, by your being good, can turn somebody else good. That's not your job and it's not your calling. It's not your anointing. What you are supposed to do is to grow in your trust in God, especially when you're trying to bring somebody else in. Where'd that come from? It comes from Holy Spirit. So it's answering a question for someone tonight. A good tree does not bear bad fruit and a bad tree does not bear good fruit. He says in verse 44, for every tree is known by its own fruit. And so that brings back what Pastor Michelle was just saying. What kind of fruit are you growing? What is the sound? The sound waves that we emit is also going to produce fruit from within. So what is it? Do you have anything about yourself 
any of the qualities of heaven, the fruit of the spirit that others can feed from and grow because our job is to eat the fruit ourselves of fruit of God and to allow ourselves to be transformed. This is the force of grace or the, uh, the wave of, of grace that will work in us yield to him. I'm going to answer the question. How do I do it? You surrender, you stop, uh, you know, just give up being arrogant. I mean, it's like, you know what? I'm going to sever the soul tie with that. I've had a soul tie with arrogance. I've had a soul tie with pride. I've had a soul tie with fear. I've had a soul tie with this and with that and the other. I've had a soul tie with judgments and opinions. You know, you sit here and you look at people and you decide this about them and think this and, and, and you're thinking things that God's not thinking. You know what? I'm going to give it up. I'm finished with it. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. You know, that we were talking about earlier, you throw your hands in the air, right? The old song was and wave them like you just don't care. But it's like really, really and truly it is relinquish the cares that you have for things that do not actually concern you. And let the Lord, uh, Psalm 138, verse eight, perfect, bring to completion the things that concern you. because He knows his plan. And he says, every tree is known by its own fruit. Men don't gather figs from thorns and you don't get grapes from a bramble bush. You surely don't. Um, a good man, verse 45, out of the good treasure of his heart. And what's going to be the good treasure of your heart? She already quoted some, uh, Philippians 4, 8. The good treasure of your heart are the words of God that you store up. It's the words that you allow to dwell in you richly, according to Colossians. Let this word dwell in you. Let this word be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. And let the word of God dwell in you richly, abundantly, super abundantly, so that it just flows out of you. And out of that heart will come out of those words that you allow. This is also Mark chapter four, that the store sows the word. That's what we've done tonight. You allow these words to saturate your thinking and it changes the way you see. You will start to see it the way you'll see God. And when you see him, you'll see how he sees it. It's not just I see it from God's point of view. Well, it's because you see who God is. And from when you know who he is, his point of view is the only view worth having. Because we start to understand God doesn't look at anything from a place of defeat. God doesn't look at anything. He never look. He doesn't even look at you and I you or me in our lives and the messes that we're in. He doesn't look at anything with a sense of failure and he's never overwhelmed. And when we start to see that, then we can see the treasure of his word and why it is such a, uh, it, it is the greatest treasure that you will ever know. This is the pearl of great price. And out of your heart, these, because your thoughts will form, the word says it will cause my thoughts even to come into conformity to what it is you say. Then all I can speak is what he said. I'm not, I mean, you know, you even lose your capacity to curse. You and 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 a cuss word is 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 tacky, but a curse word, it can it, it can ruin a life out of your mouth. He said we're coming both blessings and cursings, and this should not be. It says that you're double-minded, sometimes yeah, with God, and sometimes not. And believe us, this is how you're vibrating. This is what is happening with you. And, and it's why you feel jagged. It's why you feel torn. And, and, and many times before you can even move in things of faith because you've, you've been a parrot instead of an original. You say things that you've heard other people say. And if I ask you, if, if Pastor Michelle asked, if anybody asked you, if you ask you, what do you mean by that? A lot of times you don't know. That's the noise. You can get it out of the house. She said it. Get it out of the house. So take it from the uh, take it from not just your residence 
um, you know, the, the apartment or the home that you live in, but make it the house that your spirit lives in and start getting this nonsense out. Because he says an evil man, one that is prone to evil, one that is thinking, think about that tree, the knowledge of good and evil. When he says an evil man is somebody that's eating from a tr the tree that he did not want you to eat from. So that evil man out of the evil treasure, all of the things of the world, doubt, unbelief, uh, um, revenge, unforgiveness, pride, all of those things are the evil treasures. And it brings forth the forces of evil. It empowers the demonic to work against you and to work through you. But they never work for you. They're always working against you. But the word of God does the work in and everything is for you. And, and that's the difference. He wants to give to us. And the only thing God is interested in receiving back, you know, in terms of this is give me the evil. Give me the ugly. Give me your thoughts. Give me you. Give me you. OK. And then because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak and your heart will either thrive and come alive. Or if you're speaking the wrong things, your heart fails. It's 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 if it's predisposed to fear, it will attack you. If it's predisposed to the goodness of God, it will the shield of faith will rise up and protect you. And those are the things that we have to say. So we're going to wind it down, um, receive the tithes and offerings from Astounding Love. And I'm going to just tell y'all from out of Zion, y'all can give the offerings into your ministry too, you know, since you're here. Hi. Um, <laughs> and do that. But um, Pastor Michelle, um, we're going to wind it down. Do you have anything that you need to say or something that you sense that you want to release? This is your moment. Uh, I just encourage um, uh, all of you who may be watching or come to watch the replay that um, even if you have to go back and watch it again, jot down the scriptures, um, go over them, rehearse them, uh, post them on your wall, say them daily uh, because um, quoting them daily so that it goes into your ears, goes into your hearing you rehearse that in your daily um, walk, whatever it is you do, because it will become um, who you are. It, you know, we talk about a second nature. No, it will become your nature because your nature is Christ now. So literally just if you have to go back, jot down the scriptures, uh, write down, um, listen to them again, uh, go in the chat, look at the comments, write down the scriptures that were posted so that you can rehearse it because repetition breeds memory. And so the more you rehearse it over and over again, it will become a part of you and that change will take place and you'll begin resonating what you're talking about and you'll have this uh flowing of waves that it, that emanates even from your body when you come into people's the world calls it an aura but it's the spirit of the lord that we carry and we come next to people and sometimes you won't even have to say a word it's just oozing from your spirit so literally begin to rehearse these scriptures, begin to rehearse the word, begin to rehearse. You know, um, she began to uh, even talk about, Pastor Lanzine talked about singing in tongues, the spirit of the Lord, allow him to arise in you that even that would begin to be something that resonates from you. And it will become such 
a, a, a normal thing for you that that sound wave will constantly begin to shift atmospheres and shift your home and shift everything around you. First of all, shifting you. And that's what we want with the sound waves. So I encourage you to do that. And the spirit of the Lord be with you and bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you. We're going to pray. But I want to say even before we do, I want you to come back sometime. Maybe come back next month. I This is amazing. I think this is wonderful. And um, Thank you. I learned, oh, yeah, this is, this is fun stuff. Um, so... Um, what we release over you, I'm in agreement with that. And so that which has been released from uh, the mouth of the pastor, I'm in agreement with it, be it unto you as has been spoken. Allow the peace of God, be you, you crave and desire more to walk in the obedience and to walk in the transformation, which is what she was talking about. Change the transformation from from moving completely from any kind of death or evil into fullness of life. And to know uh, Luke 137, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And not even you and your life, dear one, is outside of his capacity and ability to turn everything around. Finances, relationships, um, health, wholeness, the mental state of your mind, whatever it happens to be. The answer to the question, is there anything too hard for God, is no. It is possible for him. And what's more, and this some of you really need to know, he wants to do it. You are loved astoundingly. You are blessed astoundingly. And we thank you on behalf of myself and Pastor Michelle uh, Hansen, and also greetings to Pastor Ryan Hansen. Um, we love you with God's astounding love. Thank you so much for tuning in. Watch it again uh, and again and again, if need be. And um, see you next week. Good night. <laughs>